<laughs> all right i'm just gonna fix some audio levels here as we move on to the talking portion of this podcast all right hello everyone welcome to the mafia championship podcast the podcast dedicated to the best and most fun championship in the entire world where people lie manipulate and kill each other what's not to like but it's also a tournament where legends are made, new memes are born, and new relationships form. And it certainly occurred in this game as well. I am your host, I am Mr. Thingyman, the founder of Mafia Championship and Mafia Universe. Once again, we have some awesome guests with us here today. And this time, we will be talking about, you guessed it, Game 5. The only game so far to go the distance, or at least almost go the distance, as the game ended in a Final Four Milo situation, with the win going to the Mafia in the end. A.S. Miller, a.k.a. Adrian Miller, was the final miselimination of the game, and Pragmatic was the surviving Mafia member, taking it home for the Mafia. And let me just go ahead and uh, get this... Uh, oh, yeah, well, you can see the awesome, epic lineup of awesome folks here, uh, one of which, as you may have noticed, is uh, Lissa, uh, one of the moderators and the main organizer of this season of the Mafia Championship. And she is also the one receiving the post-game votes every time. So she has the goods for us, the goods that we're all waiting to see. Uh, will there be a slow roll? Will there not be a slow roll? I don't know. Maybe she prepared something this time. That's exciting to see. Um, yeah, so for only the second time, we will be revealing the game uh, post results uh, live here on the podcast right after this. First, I have a quote from TK, uh, one of the town members in the game, who was also invited to appear in this podcast. He unfortunately had to decline and he wanted me to pass a message on. So I'm just going to read that up. Uh, Tell them I didn't dare to show up after my hard pushing on the spec chat favorite realm when she's actually here. I am kidding. I just didn't want to cry live if I missed the semifinals. Or just tell them I didn't have time. Well, I wrote up, uh, I read uh, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so I know a lot of you want to see TK. So it's good that we at least uh, have a little quote from him. Uh, we also have a quote actually from Okusan. He says, Koo! Yeah, so... That's what he had to add. Uh, all right, guys, you can unmute yourselves and say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hi. All right. Hello. All right. So um. it's good to see you all. I'm, uh, this is the biggest podcast we've had yet, and it's very exciting. Um, we have Lisa with us here. Um, I know someone may have to leave during the podcast. That's okay. If you have to leave, you just leave. Uh, to the Twitch chat, and I see there's a lot of people following there. Uh, I can see we are already... Uh, over 40 people following that's very exciting uh, feel free to uh, ask uh, these players uh, questions in the chat and um, i will try to pick them up and uh, ask them on your behalf uh, we will uh, move on to the introductions uh, but first uh, let's start with what everyone's waiting for Lisa, the results of game five okay. the um, top four <laughs> yes top four um so 11 people received votes in this game. I did get votes from everyone for this game. So, um, uh, there's a bit of static on the line. Uh, I don't know if... Let me switch mics. Oh, wait, whatever. Is it, how bad is it? Uh, I don't know. If, if you Try not moving. Let's try not moving, and then you can talk. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, much better. Much My better. My microphone is having problems, but I figured they weren't happening today since you didn't point them out in the last 20 minutes. Okay, onward. I'm just gonna have to sit very still, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, the uh, the top top scorer in this game got 43 points, and two people got 30. One got 20. Okay, actually, listen, listen. There's there's a, there's a lot of static. Uh, I don't know if um. Switch mics. I have um. I'll yeah. Just switch mics. Okay. 
Yeah, we'll allow you to switch mics. Switch devices, actually. This is probably going to be... This is, this is, of course, part of the slow roll. I'm sorry, guys. This is the slow roll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of the slow roll. yeah. Sorry, I thought this would... I, I knew I was having this issue, but I thought it would... Like... Be noticeable beforehand. Um, if you need more time, we can uh, have uh, people introduce uh, I, themselves. Okay. Uh, you can you can have people introduce themselves. Later. All right, sure. So you can uh, I don't know mute yourself while you fix it, so we don't have the static sound. I'm just gonna have both of my both. I'm gonna be in here in multiple devices. I'm just gonna mute this one, and then oh, you're gonna have to let me in on the phone. Oh. I don't have another computer mic. Oh oh. No. I have my video disabled on that, so you should probably be able to hide. Me. I don't uh, know. This is really the only solution I have. Um, no, uh, let's let's just let's try doing the real and uh, without <laughs> you moving. It's just sometimes there's a lot of static. Uh, but right now, if I think when you talk, yeah. Um, okay, I can try without the changing. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, there's a lot of static. Uh, sorry for I the technical difficulties. <laughs> it's very static. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Cause problems to let the other device in that I can use the mic on. I mean, I can switch entirely. It's just an awkward angle. Uh, I don't know. You, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just try switching. Okay. You have to let me into the yeah. meeting. Yeah. I have uh, the. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I'm, go. I'm gonna mute in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna mute this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, hopefully this is better. This is better. All right. Onward. Um. Anyway, the first place in this game has forty-three votes. Then two people have thirty votes. Then there is twenty someone with twenty-four points. Then nineteen, two fifteens, two twelves, eight, and two. And that's a total of 11 people who have gotten at least one vote. Um, seven different people got at least one first place vote. Um, that's a lot. So that's a lot. Seven people. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fairly high. Yeah. Um, so, um, so in fourth place with 24 points is, uh, Violet. Woo! <laughs> Congrats. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, if you may have noticed, there is a um, five per second. So, I've used the tiebreaker, which involves me basically hiding all of the other names on the on the and I on the um, votes, and I just take the first name that appears on each ballot. Um. And I just count how, how many ones appear first in each ballot, basically. Um, so first, losing the tiebreak with 30 points in third place is uh, TK5141. Oh, maybe he's happy he's not here then. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he feared. Oh, no. Oh. But that's, 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 very, that's a, a good placing. Something to um, be proud of. And uh, winning this tiebreaker from second place and advancing to the semifinal, also with 30 points, is Kapaj. 
Is who? Hey. Sorry. Did you say who? Uh, oh yeah, Kapaj. it's because you're <laughs> pronouncing it differently than I do. Pronouncing it wrong. Kapaj, I think. Uh, I think Kapaj? it's no, I think it's cabbage because his name is Kapaj? Cap is Cap H on his uh, home side, so I would assume it's cabbage or cabbage. Okay, cabbage. Then yeah. that's gonna be some adjusting in yeah. the head. Uh, and then in first place, also advancing to the semifinals with uh, forty-three points is Bell. Realm for the realm. For the realm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happened for the realm. Oh, I think Spec Chat was well, is very Spec happy about that. You sure Spec Chat didn't vote, Lisa? Seems very peculiar. This. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, thanks, Lisa. We finally got to vote. Sorry, we yeah, uh, we did the epic uh, slow roll, totally on purpose. <laughs> Uh, congrats. Yes, definitely on purpose. Yeah. Definitely on purpose. It was all planned. <laughs> it was not planned. It was all planned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, congrats to uh, Realm uh, and Cabbage, and of course Violet and TK. That's uh, that's very impressive. And I think, uh, like she touched on, let me just move this here. Uh, I'm gonna have to switch out the, around the names. I'll do that in a bit. Um, but the seven people receiving first place votes, I think, speaks to um, the, the level of quality and that there are, were many um, well-deserving players in this game. Uh, and we'll, of course, be talking much more <coughs> about the game. Uh, but first, we want to hear from you guys. It's us been it's it's been us speaking, and people want to hear from you. You are you are you are the gladiators that everyone root for in the arena. Uh, so first up, uh, let's hear from um, and just uh, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, which community you're from, and how you found yourself here, like. Uh, your cliffs on your mafia history and we'll we'll start with Erseldorf. what's up hey thank you for having me uh i played representing my home community of Ten Thousand islands from the uh, political game nation states uh basically when Alyssa sent the invite to our community rep uh, they started the thread for interest and i was tagged in that and just proceeded uh basically unopposed uh to represent my community this year so uh, it was a lot of fun and uh hopefully i'll get another chance to do it in the future well that that's awesome yeah hopefully oh, well, you may get a chance this season if, if not i do hope you you return uh it's always good to see players are returning and as uh the previous seasons have shown and this season uh, included uh there tends to be a lot of uh, success for people making a repeat uh appearance in the championship so championship experience does pay off it seems uh glad to have you on the podcast Erseldorf. uh next next up we have uh the, the blonde-haired norwegian who looks a bit like a swede but uh <laughs> i've been told they look similar all right i'll buy that uh, and i prefer norwegians to swede so i'm very happy to have you here uh <laughs> what's up uh dizzy as you're also called i believe yeah yeah i'm a dyslexicon dizzy from personality cafe uh, yeah, uh, I played I played Mafia since 2013, I think. Uh, I played the championship in season four, maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've tried to quit Mafia many times. Um, I never never made it, so I'm still playing. Uh, <laughs> I think I think when you quit, that's how you finally win the game. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I haven't made it yet. So. Yeah, uh, I love playing town. Love playing VT. 
I'm fairly often the first kill. This was no different. Um, <laughs> so yeah, happy to be the sacrificial lamb of game five. Sacrificial lamb, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I'm of course uh, kidding about the sweet comment. It's because we have a couple of sweets on bot on uh, on staff, so I, I have to poke uh, fun at them. That's that's the that's the Scandinavian way to do it. Next up, we have a cat goat. What's up, cat goat? Nice to have you. Hi, um, I'm cat goat, and I'm from. Uh, Congregates Forum Games Forum, which is basically a 10-person Discord right now because it's kind of dead. Uh, but technically, we played Mafia like once or twice last year, I think, or this year. But this year, not yet. Um, and I haven't actually played Mafia very seriously or at all before uh, the champs, I think, like two years ago. Um, I had basic understanding now I have a basic understanding and a few games of experience, so not much of a difference. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I play Mafia and I lose games and uh, <laughs> and I sometimes hit stuff when I'm a uh, power roll. <laughs> that's good. Thanks. Thanks for the introduction, Kego. Uh Next up, we have uh, my name brother, Violet. Violet, what's up? Hi everyone, I'm Violet, and well, first I should clarify, I did not hire a body double, despite my name, I'm actually male. <laughs> and I played Mafia since 2013 or something, and I played in championships a few years back, I really enjoyed it, and decided to have another round. They were the best games I've played so far, so that's why I joined. Mm. Violet, a previous finalist. Uh, moving on to Realm. For the Realm! Come on, let me hear it. Let me hear it, Twitch chat. I know you are. For the Realm! <laughs> I'm very sad I can't hear you actually say it out there, but I'm sure we can imagine it in our head. All right, Realm. Uh, For I guess... the Realm! <laughs> <laughs> I guess we saved the, the best for last, at least according to spec chat. <laughs> um, tell us more about yourself, Realm, and how you found yourself uh, playing Mafia or found yourself here in the championship. Well... I started in around 2014 on Warlight Mail Threads, where you had to make a new one every phase, and they were so awful, so awful. But <laughs> from that, we moved to Discord, where we would all have our own role lists, uh, very mechanics-inspired. We would play them on our own servers, where uh, if one person hosts their list, it's on their server, and so on. And so we tried to combine these into one server called Hub Mafia, which was a complete failure. But you somehow found that failure and sent us an invite last year. I, and, I tunneled and I tunneled day one. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, but this year, nobody wanted to do it again. The conversation went like, hey, they're doing it this season again. Uh, Stewie, you want to do it? No. Seth? I'm there. Uh, Cat Juggernaut? What's the, what's mafia uh, for mafia, and so I ended up getting it again. Yeah, and again, uh, a brilliant example of uh, experience paying off. Uh, always good to see that. Uh, and yeah, that's our lineup today, and we have uh, a lot of on, on the agenda. We never quite uh, get through all the stuff on the agenda, and that's okay. Um, I want to first talk about the votes here. 
we can just touch on it briefly. But since we had the the reveal occur live, I'm curious if uh, any of you guys are surprised uh, by the results or if they seem in line with what you were expecting. I thought it was about what I was expecting. Uh, I thought maybe Prague may have replaced uh, one of the third or fourth and snuck in since he did manage to stay under the radar throughout the game. Um, but other than that, yeah, that definitely the top two were what, what I thought they would be. Yeah. And actually, I want to bring up a thing here because it sort of relates to this. Uh, so for those who have uh, those who are watching the stream, I don't know if uh, you guys are, have the chat open, but what I'm showing right now is the night one guesses uh, uh, for alignments in this game. Uh, this is what spectator chat thought, uh, who they thought were the wolves or the mafia members. Uh, and uh, Cabbage is at the top. He tops the list. Uh, he was definitely the person most people thought uh, were a wolf. So uh, Before the game, he made a bet on his own alignment saying he would be wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won. <laughs> and he was wolf in my game last year as well. So I guess uh, Cabbage won uh, two competitions uh, in this regard. Um, so that's just, that's just interesting to, uh, to look at, uh, considering the results and considering that Pragmatic was the one to uh, survive at the end and uh, not place in top four. But that speaks to uh, the point of this not being an MVP-based vote. It's a uh, best player, uh, which isn't to say that... Uh, and I, I can say this as someone who didn't religiously read the game, which isn't to say that uh, Pragmatic didn't play a good game because I honestly wouldn't be able to... Uh, evaluate that uh, fairly. Uh, he won the game, certainly, so he must have done something very well. Um, it's also interesting to look at where the other two Mafia members are placed on this list, uh, because uh, the spec uh, chat was quite close to actually solving the game. Solving the game would be having eight, uh, um, eight villagers, uh, because with uh, 15 people you need uh, more than half to have solved the game and be able to just lynch the rest. And they didn't quite get there, they got seven. And because they had both jotes in the list of people they believe in as town, that wouldn't have helped. They wouldn't have had additional information unless they were able to kill someone. So it's it's good performance by SpecChat. Uh, we can't always say that's the case, certainly. I think there's been one other game where SpecChat did well and they've done horrendously in all the others. So yeah, uh, shouldn't always listen to SpecChat. SpecChat has been uh, wrong before and will be wrong again, is what we say. Uh, all right. Um, Realm, I, I have to ask you: uh, Are you surprised by the by the votes? Uh, uh, speaking about the post game results here, of course. I thought Violet would be higher, and the, I felt that there were three or four players who could have snatched fourth place uh, and just snuck in by very close margins. And it seems that's what happened with a few people. Uh, remind me, when did Dizzy die in this game? Was it night one? Night one. Night one, yeah. Because there's been statistics done, and generally, uh, night one and night two kills are actually, they do quite well compared to any other slots in the game. They actually do the best compared to all of the slots in the game. Like, if you're going to die at some point in the game, you want to die to a night kill, a night one, or night two. But particularly night two, it seems. Uh, and then uh, followed by night one. Um, so it's just very interesting to see. Um, typically, night one, night two is uh, favored by the players, and night one is favored by the jury, uh, and that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, uh, and of course, Violet, uh, fourth place. Are you disappointed? You can be honest here. 
Well, I mean, the game did have many good players, so I didn't really expect to get that many good points. I'm a bit surprised Dissy didn't score the score in the top four. But, you know, I'm not really disappointed. This was probably the hardest game I've ever played. Yeah. No, and I mean, and, and like, uh, uh, I guess if I didn't make clear, what I meant by that this is that that you not even being top four, like, I think that speaks to the quality uh, level in this game, right? I mean, who can be upset at placing higher than Dizzy, right? Just to name one player. That, that's hard to be upset about, uh, which is a compliment to both of you guys in this case, right? Uh, all right, so let's talk about the game itself. Game five, uh, the meme game. Um, and let's let's start with the end of it. Uh, even though only one of you guys were alive for it, I'm still actually very curious to get the other's perspectives on this. So, Milo, um, must uh, if you miss Lynch and lose, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to be in calling it from now on, since uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lynch is now eliminated on Marvel Universe. I will be making a conscious effort to try to say eliminate instead of Lynch. I will not get it right <coughs> at all, uh, but I will try. It's a, it's a process. Um, so, four players, one Mafia. Uh, most would say that uh, the right decision uh, generally is to sleep, uh, to vote uh, previously called no lynch or no elimination, uh, but you didn't. And I, I can only ask you, Realm, why you didn't, because you're the only one who was alive at the time, but I'm curious to know whether the others agree with the decision to not go to sleep. Uh, there are multiple aspects to it. Uh, the main one was... Those spec chats seemed to have a very good tinfoil that Chewie was scum. Uh, we all knew in-game, or at least that was the consensus, that Ersodorf and Chewie were both locked down core. They weren't going to get winched. And that if we know winched, we would have just lost one of them, and it would have just been me, Ace Miller, and Pragmatic, and I, didn't, I did not want to go into that. As well as... I kind of had some PTSD from last year's game 10 where we lost because Batman convinced them that there was no winch when that wasn't an option in that year's setup. And going into this year, I just wanted to have another anchor going into the final vote. Uh, it didn't pan out for us, but I don't think a final three would have fared much better. Yeah, because to, to be clear, to contextualize this, there wasn't a mechanical clear or any actual cleared person uh, in that final four. Uh, so it, it was taking a gamble that you were right on your reads and you wanted that other good town player, that town voice in the mix to help with the decision, which, uh, uh, which I can see uh, the wisdom to. Uh, I'm curious to know whether the others here agree. Would you have done the same? Uh, would you also just have voted that day? Um and would you have voted the same also? No. <laughs> no, Dizzy. No. Uh, well, uh, actually, I, I totally understand the reasoning for not sleeping. I think that is quite sound when you have a player that is um, not making a lot of game-relevant posts. Um, so I totally understand that. Uh, I think maybe if uh, you did sleep there, the game could have shook out somewhat differently. You never know what happens. Um, but I don't disagree with the reasoning. Uh, but yeah, but I would have preferred to lynch Prague, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 
awesome. Yeah. So I, I didn't follow spec chat. So you, you were saying to Lynch Prague. I was, I was yeah. the only one in spec chat saying oh. that actually. And everybody called me crazy. Lizzie <laughs> 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 right. got the spec chat, started hard pushing uh, pragmatic before it became cool. And then after <laughs> yeah. Bywood Town, everybody was like, oh, it's actually pragma. It's them. Lizzie was right. Well done. Um, I'm curious to know uh, also about um, so Ersudov. He's the one who gets uh, night kill going into the final day. Um, and as the players in the game, uh, how did you react to that? Was that uh, like did you did you read into the night kill? Because sometimes, especially the last night kill, is maybe something to read into, or is it not because it's waifu? Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I think yep. it was. It was either going to be me or Chili. Yeah. At that point, so I, I wasn't surprised to die. Yeah. So I guess the the thing here there is uh, if it's you or Chili, then why Asseldorf? Like because it is a choice, and uh, the they could have made a different choice. Uh, so uh, do you read into the the like the reads of Asseldorf? Like, uh, how does that impact the Milo there? There was a post by Asseldorf which made it seem like he was going to jump on Ace Mower the next day. Uh, or, as I, as I learned later, he actually, over the night, built up a post that broke the character limit on Discord uh, <laughs> for me being scum. So it worked out that had he lived, I probably would have gotten lynched. But because he died, and I, kn and I noted that post at the time, mm. in my head I was like, well, if he was going to jump on Ace Mower, then this doesn't look that great for Ace Miller because they were aware that he wanted them lynched. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the rest of you can, uh, if, if you want, uh, answer, answer the question I asked earlier about uh, your thoughts on Milo and whether it's the correct thing to do here. I want to add uh, another thought uh, to this uh, thought experiment. Um, I'm a big fan, personally, of Final Threes. Like, uh, I think uh, it's like the bread and butter of uh, of Mafia. And it's also because uh, I come from communities where we usually play something called Cop 13er, which is a 13er setup that will often, uh, will uh, a lot of time end in final threes. And it's just a very high pressure situation. It was always very fun. Like, every player would at some point in their career experience a few final threes. And, uh, like, um, uh, legends could be made or broken in those situations. And But what I also, from a game standpoint and from a maximizing win equity standpoint, uh, like about Final Threes is that when someone uh, votes you and the other person doesn't jump on the vote, then you know then and there that they are uh, a mafia. Uh, so you have, uh, like, so you certainly have, suddenly have two people in the Final Three, two of three players have perfect information all of a sudden. Uh, and you can do a lot with that as the third person who's watching this unfold, like, so you watch two people go at it. And I don't know, would that maybe have benefited this situation to have uh, Adrian Miller, also he was inactive, so you could have given another day, maybe hope he got it back into the game, uh, and had him go at it with the potentially Prague, because he did vote Prague. Like, did you miss out on something there? Watching that Thunderdome between those two players. I think... The town might have had a chance if, if instead of lynching Violet, we had actually been successful in, in getting the, the A.S. Miller wagon, just to get that distraction out of the way. Because mm. uh, yeah. there would have been more back and forth with everyone uh, there at the end instead of his, you know, he did vote correctly, but he didn't even explain the vote other than he didn't want to vote for rent. So then it, he had to vote for Prague. Yeah. 
I think that makes. Think, oh, sorry. I think the problem was that Ace Miller was just a very quiet player. And if we had lynched him instead of me, I think we would have sparked more discussion. And with certainty that every player will be active, we would have had more security to go to final three. And we could have voted for no elimination in the final four. <coughs> That's a possibility, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it unfortunately didn't happen. And and Eslov brings up a good point here. Uh, we we often see this mentioned in multi games. I've at least seen it mentioned a lot of times. I'm sure you guys have as well. Uh, let's get out person X uh, so he's out of the way and not a distraction for end game. Let's get the distraction out of the way for end game. And uh, I'm in two minds for this because one, I think you should always just lynch the most likely suspect. Um, I think that's generally the best way to go. But uh, when it's a matter for activity, does it change? Um, because if you have someone who's not active, uh, he's not like the game state isn't going to change much revolving around the player. He's certainly not going to impact the game state himself. So it's better to just give that opportunity to someone else that uh, you would be lynching. And I, I don't know if you guys agree with that. Like, do you regret not lynching Adrian uh, Ismail earlier? I think the only opportunity to lynch Ace Miller earlier would have been the day before with Violet. There was a an entire page almost where everybody had this feeling where they, we all knew they were town, but we didn't want to risk it. And had we jumped on Ace Miller, as was very suggested by Ersedorf and Violet, naturally, I think it would have been a pretty good final uh, between whether we lynch Pragma or Violet the next day. I would have loved to seen to have seen that. That would, would have been very oh. exciting. <laughs> that would have been well worth the money, the money we use to <laughs> follow these games. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Cat Goat and Violet uh, and Airsoft, to get uh, your perspective on the AS Miller lynch. Uh, were you um, rooting for that as well on the final day from Spectre? Or what were you rooting for? Uh. I, I honestly was. Um, go ahead. No, first. Yep. You go. Okay. Um, so basically, I was honestly genuinely hoping that what would happen uh, in Final Four is that regardless of whether the uh, town sleeps or not, I was kind of hoping that people would agree that Miller might be town, he might be Ska, but honestly, he's probably just not really playing that much uh, while being down. And I was, was honestly hoping they would go for Pragma or Realm and just accept that if they hit down and Miller is scum, they would just pretend the game never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and, uh... like this is I'm like I'm saying that kind of semi-seriously because yeah. like technically you have all of that meta stuff around the championships where technically um, it's about performance more than actually winning, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of an influence. But I honestly would just want to go for Realm or Pragma and just say, if Miller really is come here, well, uh, I don't know you guys and just end it at that. So that's very interesting because I do think uh, this happens a lot, especially in in-game, especially in a high-pressure game. You reach the end, uh, some people have said that Person X is probably in the Mafia, uh, or they're inactive, they're low-hanging fruit, and you're at the end of the game with the whole game on the line, 
do you take out the do you take the cop out lynch so to say the cop out elimination because that's just easy to do you're not gonna receive much much backlash for voting someone who didn't really post much or do you just truly follow like the your soul your gut read on the situation uh and so i i admire that view uh, that um uh, like I would agree that you should just follow uh, like your your read, and you shouldn't uh, ever go for the cop out. Uh, not necessarily saying this was the case here, because if you read Prague Town, then you read Prague Town, so you should of course vote someone else. Um, but I, I would always encourage that. Uh, so I agree with with that perspective. Uh, how about you? Uh, you uh, I think you, Eslov, were. Yeah, if if I had been in the final day, I, I'd already had a three-page wall typed up uh, to go after realm so i was wrong and i don't think anything would have changed my mind nothing they, said, <laughs> nothing they could have said would have changed my mind changed your mind on what was it day five uh the, the day five switch uh at the end when it was you and violet going back and forth um i, I think I wanted to try and survive another night. When it came down to me and Chili, what I was trying to do was make you see me as less of a threat so that you wouldn't kill me first and that I would have a chance to be in that final four. And unfortunately, I wasn't <laughs> playing to the right person. <laughs> that's that's very interesting information. Man, imagine if uh, you'd gone against the realm. Oh, you would have... Had the wrath of Spectchat to deal with. would have been legendary. That would have been entertaining. Just to like watch. Spe- just like Spectchat needs someone to praise Spectchat also needs an enemy. So yeah, exactly. He took up the position I... of the people. Well, I think I already was the enemy of the Spectchat at least at some point. <laughs> yeah, for a decent while, yeah. <laughs> um, related. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, did, did you? Oh, when it comes to A.S. Miller's lynch on the mm. last day, I did support that, but I would have hoped a bit more discussion on Prague as well. Yeah. And because, of course, from Realm's perspective, it it's either A.S. Miller or Prague. But since Ace Miller wasn't defending himself, of course, the discussion was not steered enough to other players that way. So, Yeah, so uh, I'll actually have a question here. Uh, did this thought ever occur? And I'm not sure you, this is a good thought, but I can imagine this thought playing a role. Um, Ace Miller is not active, and if he was the last Mafia, uh, shouldn't he feel more of a responsibility to step it up for his team? He's been placed in this situation um like if he as mafia he would know that i think a lot of players would feel more of a responsibility in that case to not at least go inactive because that way you're just making it sure a sure thing that you're going to be targeted i know realm did that uh occur to you or did you just think it's real neutral yeah it did and i think that's generally something to keep in mind but i believe that uh as somebody who worked posted for my first half year on the site, go. If I had been in Ace Miller's position, as uh, as Mafia going into uh, where the votes got placed, we, I, 
got confused uh, because I thought votes were locked at Iowa or Miwa. And so I told everyone going in, we got to do it one by one, most least scummy to most scummy. And so that ended with two votes locked on Ace Miller with Chewy saying that if Ace Miller doesn't show up, he's going to vote me. Ace Miller gets a vote on me. It's immediately 50-50. Now I found out that it wasn't actually locked and that uh, when I woke up, I was going to push Prague more, but uh, game kind of ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So relating to Ace Miller uh, and activity, uh, do you guys think... Uh, what do you guys think about the importance of activity uh, um, on MU uh, or actually on 2 plus 2? Uh, there's a sort by post count thought, uh, a theory that has been implemented sometimes, which is, um, yeah, those who are posting a lot are probably town and those who are not are probably mafia who didn't want to be mafia. Do you subscribe to that uh, uh, to that theory? Uh, do you lynch, uh, do you, like, should you lynch inactives and when should you lynch and... Uh, how do you approach that, and what are your thoughts on the matter? Activity is completely useless. Just hit minimum post count and vote randomly and go away. Yeah. The cat goat is not a fan of the theory. What do the rest of you think? Uh, um. uh, if you go in with the mindset of we got to winch the low posters, or eliminate them or whatever word we're using now. Uh, it's, I've always found that to be a much easier game for Mafia because if a Mafia is one of those low posters, they're fine with busting them. If, say, you have what I think we had very early on, around three or four low-hanging fruits and G said was kind of bordering uh, because he was pushed a lot, uh, had we gone in with the mindset of massacre that group, I think we would have gone absolutely thrashed. I'm not a fan of that theory either. Um, for example, in this game, Kapash was the well one of the top posters in the game, so it wouldn't have even worked here. And I think it's always more important to look into the content of the mm. posts. And if there are low posters, see how other people react to those low posters or how those low posters react when they are being pushed. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add uh, this year or uh, Esseldorf. Uh... I was one of the low posters for the first day just because of getting the start date wrong. So <laughs> I felt that pressure a little bit, but I... I... So I made a conscious effort to try and uh, come out stronger on day two. Um, but yeah, I did. it's easy for a mafia to hide as a low poster, but at the same time, it can also make them stand out more. It just depends on the flow of each individual game. Yeah. So yeah, so as a mafia member, there's uh, there's pros and cons to it, right? Uh, because a lot of a lot of time, what happens, especially in uh, I don't know if you notice this yourselves in your communities in newbie in newbie games, uh, when a community plays a game for the first time, uh, the mafia almost always win. Uh, like 
seriously, <laughs> like it's 90% of the time they, they win. And that's because uh, when people play this game for the first time, uh, someone points a finger at someone and they're wrong, and then they lynch the p a person who pointed finger, and then they lynch the person who pointed finger at that person, and it's just all townies going after each other while the mafia just hide amongst them. That's usually how the first game goes in communities. Um, of course, uh, players with more experience know not to do that. But uh, as a low poster, uh, I, and I, because uh, this wasn't even the question, but it's it's an interesting thing you bring up, Elsdorf, is you can uh, also maybe just let the, the active um, posters go after each other and try to hide. Uh, and sometimes the, the low posters are indeed town, as uh, we saw here. But I, and, and I, I have to agree with you guys. I, of course, just bring it up as an interesting discussion point, but especially in a championships setting uh, where you don't even have meta and the information you do have is that uh, a lot of these communities just have way less active games than uh, MU does. Uh, I would say maybe all communities except 2 plus 2 has uh, less active games than MU does. So like you, you can't judge it based off of that. And especially not if it ever should become meta. It's problematic because then you know as, uh, as a mafia what you have to do to clear yourself, right? It's an easy task. But of course, by having to post a lot, you also potentially are more likely to reveal yourself so there's also that to consider uh but i definitely don't agree that it's that it's as simple as that but do you lynch uh, uh one of the reasons I also ask this question is because um the difficulty of bringing inactive posters to the end of the game like if you have those posters in the 10 to 20 range uh which is um uh, enough activity to not get uh, subbed out and it's definitely it's a uh, fine activity but uh, if you have a lot of other players all posting 50 or more times, they might as well as that as not giving enough information or contributing enough to the game. Do you think that's a distraction? Do you think that's... Uh, or how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the uh, lower posters? They are so different, though. Like, some low posters can post no content and some can post, like, actual content and tells when they are yeah. back there. Yeah, like... Um, like in this game, we had Miller and we also had Chili, and they had a 10 positive. Yeah. And like Chili was someone I was honestly would be surprised. Happen, I mean, not surprised. I mean, I would be glad to see Chili in top four. And Miller was, well, he voted pragmatic uh, last day, but <laughs> Miller had slightly less content. So, you know, it's, you can't just look at the numbers and stuff. Yeah. No, I think it's possible to read low posters like uh, Erseldorf in day one. Actually, I remember both me, Violet, and Realm read Erseldorf as gut town just from like coming into the thread, saying like, "Oh, oh shit, the game has started." <laughs> like, yeah. So, actually, an interesting thing here that I just found myself thinking is that. Uh, and uh, so the question is, do you guys agree with this? Is it maybe sometimes in some regards easier when you have someone who doesn't have a lot of posts to read them because you can more easily ISO them and get a complete picture of their game. So like, uh, because otherwise uh, to examine one's progression on a certain read and they have a 300 posts, that's very difficult to do and you can't do it reliably. But if you have someone who's made 20 posts or between 10 to 20 posts, you can very easily get a sense of their whole game and the progression, and it gets easier to get a full picture and actually evaluating evaluating that. And you also another benefit is that you don't maybe get false positives. Uh, and I have experienced this sometimes myself, which is uh, I don't um, I'm a tone reader. So what that means is uh, 
one little thing in one big post, uh, the way one sentence was phrased is something that I can look at and go, that person's town. And I don't care about anything else. I don't care about the post. I don't care about anything else. It's just based on my experience or my beliefs or whatever. I believe that thing is definitely towny. Um, but if you have someone who's made 300 posts, maybe they just randomly stumble upon <laughs> what I believe is a towny sentence. And that can mess you up because there are so many posts that you all eventually get false positives. Um so I don't know if uh, what are your thoughts on that on the merits of actually or is it if it's easier in some ways to read someone who's um, maybe just medium active or instead of uh, very active. And did you experience those difficulties yourself in re-evaluating someone with a lot of posts? Well, I can definitely agree with that, and I did struggle in the finals three years back when I when there were people posting two to 400 posts per day, I think. And I just <laughs> had no ability to keep up with that. Yeah. And I got overwhelmed and mislynched. But in this game, I think the post restriction to 150 posts did intimidate people a bit. I think it played out well for me. I could follow each person a bit better. I did mm. still fail with my reads quite well, but at least I had reads this time. Mm. Well, that's good. I'm glad and, to hear that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, if you look at the end, you've got two low posters at the end. Pragmatic was a low poster for most of the game. He even posted on day one and day two that he wasn't going to be around much. Um, so you've got Pragmatic on one side and A.S. Miller on the other side, and pretty much everyone read both of them the wrong way. So it's not always easy to look at the low poster and right. and read them right. But you also had Chili, who was almost as low of a poster, yet everyone town court him. Same with you. You didn't have too many posts going into day three or four, yet everyone town court you. And I think that has to do with content and mindset, because Pragmatic came into the thread uh, without any drive to really do anything, which ticked people off the wrong way. Ace Miller they and Mother Hen, they didn't do anything pretty much. They were no point. Whereas you and Chili, you both came into the thread. You had a mindset to sew without an agenda. And that led people to easily gut read you town, even if we couldn't trust you for a long time because you didn't have as many posts to go off of. But see, that's I think that's based on content where me and Chili at least had some, you know, effort behind our post that we did make uh pragmatic he had a little bit of content to his but as Miller basically just showed up and said i just got home from work i'm getting ready to go to work you know and then maybe <laughs> maybe cast a post. there was nothing to read content wise with as and so i think that at the end is probably why it went the way it went yeah, I should I should say I tried to get a quote from A.S. Miller, but uh, he was at work, unfortunately, so I couldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew. <laughs> I think the way we should read Miller is that we should look at the hours when he's posting and make sure that he's going to work regularly and not just using this as a mafia excuse. We call um, this work. But <laughs> on a more serious note, um, like Soldorf and Chile were... Uh, uh, like they had plenty of actual genuine analysis in their posts 
And I also don't think that, and so that's one thing, they actually had like a lot of actual good solving in their parts, despite them not really being that many of. Um, and one other thing I don't really agree with is how Soldier kind of points out how pragmatic and uh, Miller, we kind of, they simil were similar in being low posters, but we read them both wrongly. But I think the bigger issue of pragmatic is that people didn't actually pay enough attention to what they actually posted. I think there was a bit too much of a focus on associations and people just thinking they wouldn't do that stuff between each other because there was some uh, kind of pushing between and I think the problem wasn't in reading Pragmat's content but rather in reading into those associations too much without paying uh, too much of a mind to the content. So I think that is the main problem of Pragma there. Uh, and not just reading them wrongly based on their post counts. That's one of my greatest pet peeves, Mafia, is uh, associative reads, uh, at least how they're usually employed by people I'm not a very big fan of. Uh, actually, this brings up... A, the a... best associative reads are day one, when you yeah. just go day one and say that <laughs> this guy's scam and like half the thread is styling his scam and stuff. But we're going to lynch the low poster anyway. Uh, because why not? Uh, I have a related question, and it's it's very related, but there's a nuanced difference. Um, so I think we all agree that it's uh, quantity or quality, and you can't just look at uh, the amount of posts. Uh, but can you look at um, effort as a tell, uh, or do you look at how a person acts or behaves? Um, when when solving the game, so oh. the way someone solves game versus putting in the effort to solving the game. So uh, let's say we ha we have someone who only makes uh, fifteen posts, but those fifteen posts are like a, there's a lot of effort behind them. There's a lot of analytical thought behind them. They they reread someone's uh, all, all their games on another side, and they they um, compared uh, notes and they um, whatever like they did a lot of uh, an analysis uh, vote count analysis etc uh, do you uh, give a lot of uh, town points for such work or do you apply or do you give no town points for such work for people like uh, putting in effort well in Championships games, I expect people to give effort regardless of their roles. But for example, when Realm used Google Translate to translate my Finnish games <laughs> and try to read me that way, I did stop for a bit and think, is this what a wolf would actually do? And that was one of the reasons why I, on that day, decided to move to Ace Miller road, because I was getting a bit hesitant on Realm already. Well, let me ask you then, Realm, would you have done that as a Mafia? Say no. I... <laughs> Probably it... not. Um, there was a point similar uh, in, I can't remember if it was day one or day two, I think it was day one, where Aerosidorf came into the game, uh, and they immediately went to town uh, on me specifically. And everybody at the time generally thought I was pretty towny. And so 
for that to latch onto that read felt like it had no agenda to it and that it wasn't in collusion with anything going on, which made me feel much better about Airsoft. But yeah, the Google Translate, that was a bit of tunnel vision. And I probably wouldn't have gone that far as Moth because I think Violet would have been lynched that day either way. Uh, and, uh, again, this makes me think of another question that I actually want to ask you guys and I want to ask you, Realm, whether you think that was a valuable use of time to go and read someone else's games uh, and even having, having to go to the bother of translating because I did this a lot uh, in my championship games. Uh, but uh, so this is a championship setting so can meta even be used and especially when you don't have close knowledge of the meta like there's a, there's a definite difference between me playing 10 games with you realm and then me not having played with you and reading those 10 games without me being in them and without me experiencing them in real time and interacting with you and seeing how you respond to certain things when I say them in the way that I do I think there's a definite difference between those two so you can't use meta in the same way and you can't predict how someone will act in a new setting, which championship uh, games certainly are. It's a new setting. So the question is, is it even a valuable use of time? Um, I, I uh, Because I used it with some success, but that was because it was back in season one where the people playing, uh, a lot of them were from the same side as me. So it doesn't, it's, it's not the same at all uh, that I went to rate the games. But compared to other things that you can spend your time on, what do the rest of you think? Do you, th do you think it's, would you, recommend a new player to go and read someone's games on their home site? Or would you recommend them do something else with their time? When I did, when I read Violet's game, I was really looking for one main thing. And that was Violet did a lot of defending GZW, very in like day two especially. And I was looking to see how they treated their scum partner. And their, the post I quoted was that when it's one of their like half dozen posts of the whole game, and it was been hard defending them in the same way they did GZW. So that's what I kind of went in there looking for. But this did everybody's meta day one. It was actually kind of insane. Huh? Me? Yeah, you did everyone's meta day I one. I did. Well, How useful well, was that? Well, I, I just can't help myself. I'm just so curious. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just want to see how everybody plays. Uh, so, and I think like if I didn't do that, like I, I would post like 300 posts anyway. Like, <laughs> if so, you didn't do that, you might have actually had a chance to live today too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Well, I also want to say something about like lynching low posters, um, cause I had kind of the opposite problem, if you will, that, um, I was very, very confused uh, about both uh, Kapash and uh, G, GCW, but they were both so involved day one. So I was like, okay, I want to give them a pass because if they are scum, which they very well could be, then I think they're skewing a lot, mm. um, which they were in my opinion. Um, uh, but it <laughs> turned out to be kind of a mistake as well. So. <laughs> but I mean, just for enjoyment, I'd rather play with people that are actively involved and post a lot. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's often said when giving someone a day one pass. Uh, there's, I, guess, I guess there's two benefits to it, right? One is uh, if, if they're a wolf, they're going to spew 
uh, and uh, if they're a villager, well, it's good to have them around for a bit longer yeah. because they're actually active and putting in effort. So you can appreciate that um, for sure, hopefully, right? Uh, it's not everyone's effort that you can always appreciate, but that's another discussion. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> w what I got out of like looking into people's games was uh, <laughs> Jamiet, poor Jamiet, who played a very important role of red herring in this game. Um, yeah. He had in his scum games said something uh, verbatim that he did this game <laughs> as well. Which tilted me so much. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, th I, and I, like, that's what I might want to ask is, is, isn't that uh, the danger of doing these uh, rereads <laughs> is that you latch onto something and you can't get it out of your head and just influence your reads? And like, uh, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I know you're a good player because I've also seen you in past uh, games, uh, is that maybe just get out that white noise and just focus uh, on the, their actual post in this game. Well, we yeah. were wrong both times, so... Probably. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, of course. Uh, I don't know if uh, you, Elseldorf, you, Violet, uh, have any thoughts on doing meta in a championship setting? Going to the... <coughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I don't really find it that useful to read old games because championships is a very different setting for many communities. Um, for example, Realm and Kapash had played together before. I think experience like that would have been helpful. Or if you know the other person have played many times, you know their general style. But just looking at some games in isolation and then trying to review how they would act in the championship setting, I don't find that the best use of time. And I, I agree. I think if for, you know, like for me and, and a lot of other players, you're playing with a group of people that you've never played with before in a setting you've never played in before. So even, you know, my meta from back home, I'm the most frequent poster regardless of role, but I could barely keep up here. So, you know, my own meta was destroyed. That's that's a good point. Uh, so I think that's very valuable valuable for people to hear out there. Um, uh, so I think that a problem with meta is that, well, on one hand, usually you either want to read someone that has a lot of posts, posts, and in that case, you already have plenty of stuff to read them on. And if someone is low posting, uh, then you'd go to check their previous games and in nine cases out of ten they post even less on their home side or whatever so you don't really get much out of that and also i think i personally really dislike meta reads people like to just read games and like you know they find like three or four games and think that it really helps them but i feel like you have to really play for a long time with someone to really see some specific threads that link uh the games and it's not something you can really spot well in like three or four games or whatever and not if you're reading this very fast because oh my god the end days in three hours and i have to place a vote and make a decision and you know like that's a lot of material that doesn't really help you that much if you want to do meta reads i think if you really have to you should on you shouldn't kind of go out to make uh to 
read up someone's meta if you don't really have experience in that. You know, re-reading re re a past game you played of someone is okay. But if you're just seeing a random person and thinking, I'm going to meta-read them, give me their games, I don't think it's really going to help you at all, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree with that uh, a lot of the way. Uh, uh, just playing it cool in chat says, I hate meta reads. Uh, Jagged Jimmy J says, I hate meta reads that correctly interpret my meta. Yeah, we all, all hate those. <laughs> um, meta reads is actually a very controversial subject. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, where I originate from, my home communities, uh, are totally fine with meta reads. Uh, I know on some communities, it's almost like banned to do meta reads. Uh, so we have uh, both extremes. Um, I'm I'm pretty fine with them, but I can see why some people dislike them because it's not. F I can see why some people don't feel it's fun to defend yourself against that. Like you're playing in the game and you just want to play that game. Why Why do I have to defend how I am acting compared to another game? Like I'm okay. I'm happier today. What like What can I say? Like it's that's. I can see why that might not be fun, right? Uh, it can uh, detract from the fun of the game, and it is game, so it should be fun, right? Uh, but it's also a game about solving, so I see why people use it and i would say uh, so to wrap this portion up uh, i would say in a championship setting i would uh, generally not advise uh, uh doing meta reads like going to the effort of going to someone's site and reading their games because i don't i don't think it's generally worth your time and if you do uh, i would be careful about uh, latching onto details and i would only use it to get a general sense of someone so because this is my, my example of where, where i think it can be beneficial is uh, if you have someone who is very inactive or very passive rather let's say someone who's very passive because there could be many reasons for inactivity but if you have someone who's actually following the game it seems and but they're very passive i think it might be valuable to go to the site and if you find out well they're usually the vocal leader so why are they so passive here like why are they not at least um, at least complaining about not being able to because we do sometimes have leaders who come and they can't uh, keep up with the activity so they're annoyed by that that is something that happens so you can't necessarily read someone for not being a leading voice because it's difficult to be a leading voice if you can't keep up with the activity uh, but if you can sense that like the personality isn't the same then there might be some value to it uh, that's just my thoughts on the matter um, another controversial subject is uh, and this was brought up by uh, Dizzy uh, as a topic and I, and I love this topic uh, I can't believe that I haven't thought of it myself Day one is the best day of Mafia. Fight me, this he says. <laughs> and uh, I agree 1,000%. Uh, so, uh, so while you guys prepare your answers, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I'll just say uh, my own thoughts on this uh, very briefly. I think day one is definitely the best day because at that moment, everything is open. Uh, like there's a whole complete adventure still to go on. There's no, there are no, no one is cleared, which is boring. You can still read everyone, and there aren't excuses, and there's, there's an all, there, there aren't any distractions. Uh, so I just love it, and um, and and I'll, and that's also partly because I love um, making reads uh, or faking as a, as a, if I'm mafia. Uh, and general and later on, like the solving is held by mechanics, and I don't find that as fulfilling. Uh, it's still fun to win games and use that information. Of course, I'm going to use the information, but it's not as fun. It doesn't. It's it's not as fun to win a game based on mechanics as it is to win a game based on your reads. Um, so, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, uh, I disagree. Yeah. Well. It might be, well, some of you might have noticed that I'm a bit analytical player. So oh. <laughs> I don't really, 
I don't really enjoy the randomness of the first day, but only after the first night kill, I feel like I can start to properly analyze what has happened in retrospect. So maybe that's just my personal play style. And sometimes I do enjoy the memes and all the other randomness that goes on. But the real deal for me starts with analytics, and that starts in that day two. I, I've always found day three to be the best because my games tend to go day one, you either lynch Mafia, then you miss lynch day two, or you miss lynch both days. And day three is the one where you really start to get a feeling for, okay, maybe we can read into the night kills, maybe we can read into the wagons, maybe we can just generally read individual people really well with some content. Day one, it's definitely the funnest though. Gotta, gotta say that. Well, I, go ahead. Well, I mean, uh, an important thing to ask here is that are we talking about day one being the best in terms of helping to solve the game, or are we talking about it being the best to, as the day that you're actually playing? Oh. Uh, because, uh, well, I hate day one then. <laughs> because there's nothing to really latch onto. Um, but yeah, I personally prefer to have some concrete information and see how people play around that personally. And I also just, people tend to read based of the most stupid stuff they want. And I know it's just people come up with some random garbage and you have to sift through all that and just it's not fun to me day one is always kind of like pre-game for me and just hope you don't get uh wagoned for something stupid that's my opinion but i think like day day one can be useful later in the game once you have a flip or two and you can look at stuff or just look at how wagons worked like who jumped where, but I don't think, like on its own merits, uh, it's it's really that good. But again, it, it depends on the player because Dizzy seems to have uh, a really good um, intuition in terms of mafia, and you know, for him it's probably easier to play that. I don't really have intuition. I I have negative intuition, and I just can't uh, handle day day ones personally. So I disagree with it. Um, we can talk later when and how we fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DM me. I will. Yeah. After. It's very interesting. Uh, I'm very happy that we actually have diff differing views on this. I also think that's part of the fun. So that's part of the also the fun of day one for me is that you have so many personalities and all the personalities are still in the game. Uh, it's just a wide open game. So when I was answering the question, it was definitely about uh, whether it's fun. Uh, as to which day is most valuable, uh, that's I think that's more complicated to answer, and uh, you don't want to hear from me anyway, so I'll just leave it at that, and I can write an article on, on it at some point. Uh, Dizzy also brought up another interesting thing, which is uh, Realm and Violet's Thelma and Louise moment. Uh, I don't know if you want to set the stage, Dizzy, and then we can hear from the the main actors in this uh, in this movie. <laughs> well, it went kind of like uh, Realm and Violet talking as they do, and um, decided to, hey, should we both be lynched? <laughs> 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 should we just like have a collective suicide moment here? Uh, so yeah, that was, 
Thelma and Louise in that blue car, just like <laughs> driving off. Uh, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, I want to quickly uh, touch on why I think day one is mm. the best for me. Um, one reason for that is because I, I think I've died night one in half my town games, <laughs> at least. So I often just have day one, so that's all I know <laughs> how to play. And I also like chaos. I like gathering information. I like trying to talk to everyone and just like, and I really think that day one is the day that the mafia is the most unconscious about what they do. Mm. Uh, they, they also don't have anything to latch on to. Uh, and that can really show later on. Um, yeah. That's so a good. You can, if you if you bring a lot of, I think I played kind of a flat game this game. I tend to be more chaotic than I was this game, um, kind of because it was champ. So I wanted to like try to be an easy town read, um, but I kind of regretted it halfway into day one <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, this needs more chaos, uh, because I think then it's easier to read back because scum can get very unsure about what to do with chaos. We have uh, Okusan uh, in the chat saying, Koo! Oh, uh, yes! And he says, stay one, just pick three random players and uh, call it a day, go home. Uh, yeah. yeah. I understand bird language, that's why I understood that. Uh, to add on to what you said, Dizzy, uh, that's, that's another thing I like about day one, is that there are no power dynamics established in the game. So there isn't already a leader, there isn't already a town core. So no one's on the outs yet. It's, it's on everyone still to prove themselves in one way or another. And I also like that because um, uh, even the best of players aren't necessarily in the town core uh, right away. And it can, for me, it can be very frustrating if uh, I feel like I'm not being listened to or if I'm being uh, accused. Uh, most people generally don't like being accused. Uh, some are better dealing with it <laughs> than us, but a few people actually enjoy it. Uh, and I just I, I like that about day one. Like everyone still everyone still likes each other, and uh, it's a, a complete reset. And um, it's a and it's yeah, everyone has a shot. Um, and that's why I also am a proponent of uh, resetting the game uh, later on, uh, because uh, what you also don't have on day one is assumptions, and you don't have uh, a locked in PoE, and uh, it's just frustrating uh, to look at when like a mafia snuck into the, the town core and no one's ever reevaluating and they are just navigating uh, smoothly through the game whereas if you reset the game then you can maybe shake that up um i want to talk about uh and i don't know much about this so i also depend on you guys to um give me the cliffs or give us the cliffs um the topic is reversal and it's the cheesy uh slip and day five, and um, also how the slip was possibly salvageable. Um, I don't know if you guys want to set the stage for this and talk about it. Oh wait, what about the uh, Thelma and Louise moment? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we walked away from that. Yeah, what? no, no. Let's. You, you want, guys, you guys you can think of. <laughs> yeah, you guys can think about this question while Realm and Violet uh, talks about the Thelma Louise moment. Take it away, Realm. Okay. So, going into day six uh, after the cabbage flip. I was tunneling Violet. I did his ISO as well as the other two in the POE, and I came to the conclusion he defended GZW way too much. And I figured if he uh, came into the thread going at me, I would do something for the sole reason of trying to make Beck Chat uh, enjoy. 
and apparently they really, really loved it. And that was me going up to Violet and saying, okay, so if you think it's me and I think it's you and we're 95% sure about our reads on this, how about we just lock it to us two right here or right now just to see what his reaction would be? But he knew what I was doing and that made it all pointless. Yeah, like it was really tragic from the town call duo after TK's push to the <laughs> Hellman Louis moment where we both set up each other as the future lynches and think we made a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I, I just I just disagree so much with that. Like, if I'm town, I'm never gonna pretend even to agree to be Miss Lynch. That's just not. That's, no. <laughs> I mean, suicide packs are fun <coughs> as long as you're playing a mash. Because <laughs> mash is. I mean, I'm speaking from experience, and then someone else night killed the guy I wanted. I was thinking about anyway. But yeah, in a normal game, there's not really much of a place for that because you have a very limited, um, you know, pool of players in the slinches. Yeah. So you should just fight and re-evaluate. Re Sometimes also, this is the most important word: re-evaluate, re, re, re whatever that is. Think again about stuff. Um, even main touring. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. So it's like packs are punk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what happened? How did the town core got f flipped up upside down? And uh, you were so close yet so far. Like, what what happened, guys? Uh, okay, the day one wagons. It was Jamie and G said W, and G and Cappage literally saved G, G said W last second. Uh, and so it was scum saving a partner. And as time went on, and the jokes revealed themselves. TK came in swinging, and he looked back and found that, well, there's only three people on the Jamie at Wagon who who ended up saving GZW, me, Violet, and Cabbage. And so that ended up with us having the idea that, okay, well, two of us are probably scum within these three. And so that, with that idea being the commonplace, uh, if you're in those three, you're gonna say the other two are scum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, well, that was a sh yeah. Well, that's basically it. I mean, he TK also made a very strong push on Realm, and at the point, I totally bought it. Because I believed in the associated read with GCE. So, I mean, looking at that, because, I mean, looking from the outside, and it's, it's easy to say this after the fact, like, I understand in games, like, you think about patterns, and you think about what makes sense, and you think about what you've seen before, but there's nothing, like, a town could have voted Jamie there, like, there's, there's, there's. It didn't say in the in any town roll PMs that you couldn't vote Jamie. Like it just happens sometimes that people vote for certain people under certain situations, and you know at least one town he did it. I mean, why, why do you read so much into that? Like, why, how, how do you find yourself believing that so much? Because the way Cabbage did it was like a direct save, and uh, Cabbage knew his only way out of being 
eventually Lynch was to try and get me Lynch first. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess what I'm also trying to say is, um, like, I think people assume too much or expect too much of the mafia and they expect them to have way more plans uh, and motivations behind what they do than they actually do. Like, and I'm sure you can all agree to this. When you play Mafia, a lot of time you just go with the flow. I mean, you don't have time to make a grand plan before making a post. You just go in and post. And, well, uh, you already suspected person A uh, and you cleared person B, so you can't vote person B. Uh, so sometimes you're just trapped by your own previous post. So there are just certain situations that you can't make happen. Like, you can't necessarily just jump on someone. And maybe you're not even around for the end of discussion. So sometimes you're just AFK and you weren't around or you disagree with uh, making the save because you think you look too suspicious. Uh, no, a lot of mafia would think that, right? So it's just, mm, it's peculiar to me that one would read so much into it. But I say that as someone who's very anti-voting uh, analysis, by the way. <laughs> so Yeah, well, I don't think it was all based on the bagons of the first day. I think it was me protecting GCE for at least 20 times in that game. <laughs> and Realm having the very confident town where she butchered three townies in Rowan. <laughs> but like, yeah. Worthy uh, sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I get it. Like, you you see Cabbage uh, doing it, so why couldn't someone else do it? I mean, in general, I would, like, I would, like, when someone really hard defends the Mafia, uh, the average player is almost for sure town. I guess in a championship setting, it's different, right? Uh, because you're playing for all the marbles and you have a higher level of caliber. But I would definitely say in an average game, when someone really hard defends a, a mafia person, in my experience, they're town, who just doesn't know <laughs> anything and is uh, very uninformed. Yeah, I remember Violet saying day one after GCW posted the read list, Violet said, okay, but if he's scum and putting in this effort, he deserves to win. Yeah, and I thought like <laughs> they are never scum together. So, yeah. <laughs> so like Violet is never scum here after uh, G flipped. So yeah. I was very sad about that flinch. <laughs> yeah, I think this game's kind of a case study in paranoia. I I don't know if others uh, share the same sentiment with me, but like at this at a certain point, I feel like at least half the game kind of locked in this idea that this town core is compromised or maybe doesn't even exist and we just have to get rid of the town's players because they're probably deep and like you know um we had this wagons day one that where you know we had like the top um townies on jamie including cap uh well he wasn't top Towny. That's why I kept calling it internally core instead of town core because I considered Cap the core of the game with his posting despite him not being very towny. But like we had the core players in Jamie and we had all those players kind of having weird dances of GC in different ways. Then TK can, comes up with that massive push on Realm. I also I'm pretty sure Realm was also paranoid after a certain game they played recently uh, with the same setup, yeah. and uh, and at some point everyone just started thinking that like Realm or Violet or someone there has to be scum, and that was I think that was a big driving force be behind a bunch of stuff that happened later on. Um, Everyone just got 
um, paranoid and looked everywhere. But I, I don't know. I feel like Cap was incredibly obvious in hindsight. And I just, every time I go through his posts and I see stuff and I'm like, why did nobody push him? Why did I not push him? I don't know. But yeah, I think paranoia just ate down this game mostly. Uh, that, was, I, that was a big factor here. Like everyone's just, just scared of the core and it kind of completely tore the game apart for town. We went into day four thinking, okay, Jotes are going to reveal we're going to have a ta- strong town core. We got none of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um yeah and then we got gc slipping and then we lynch him and people are like well realm was defending gc and violet was defending gc and uh cap actually saved gc uh day one and others and so we technically got a flip but it only it didn't really help that much honestly yeah uh so yeah this Scary. It's. I mean, it's very interesting because there was a good town core. Uh, so, so I guess this uh, interestingly, uh, yesterday we had the game six discussion, and I asked, uh, like, how does this game go differently? Can it go wrong? And I guess the game five is an example of how it, it can go wrong. Like how uh, a certain set of circumstances can happen to make uh, the town core uh, dissolve and uh, be paranoid of each other. So I guess it's interesting to compare those two games. Um, and uh, relating to what you talked about, uh, because I want to talk about, uh, especially actually the serial killer uh, elimination, uh, because um, he basically uh, gave up and offered himself uh, on a plate. Uh, what were your reactions to that? Like, did, did none of you think that was potentially Townie? Or did you think, uh, is that just Y-Foam in your, in your minds? Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, at that, that time, I was still protecting GCE, like the 20th time in a row. And then I didn't believe that Serial Killer was a wolf either. So I kind of just started doing associative reads and tried to help in whatever ways possible and prepare for the next day. Because we had somehow, for some reason, locked the lunches to the Serial Killer and GCE. Um, I just wanted to go against Cabbage that day. Uh, when I came into the day thinking... I was... CK... I... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I had started day two with my wall post about the 3C theory based on the end of day one vote switches at, at the very end. So, you know... I did have CK in that group, even though I felt a little stronger about Capage, you know, I was fine with with staying on CK that day and, and I kind of wish I had done differently, but part of what led me to mistrust Realm for most of the game was how hard that Realm had attacked Capage on almost every single day but until the day that we actually lynched Capage, Realm never finished the day with their vote on Cap. So, you know, they talk about Violet was defending GCE. I felt that Realm was pointing out everything that was scummy about Cap and still doing nothing with it with their vote. And so I thought that was more of a soft defense than, a, than an obvious defense. Uh, 
and it, it just it cost me reading everything else correctly i think and when i went into day three i believe ck was the scummiest player in the game cabbage at number two and when it came to ck i already wanted to lynch them and then they said i give up go ahead and lynch me and at that point i from my home community, whenever somebody says that, it's immediately, that's a policy winch. You hate to see it. Uh, but when somebody says, go ahead and winch me, I, I've i fallen for that gambit too many times to let it happen again. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, uh, if the person actually surrenders, I guess there's not much to do because they're just out. Uh, but as I believe it, he said that he, he didn't want to be a distraction anymore. Isn't that part of what he said? Uh, part of it, yeah. 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 But uh, do the, do the rest of you agree that that's just a policy lynch? Daisy, Daisy, Daisy disagrees. No, I don't. Daisy, disagrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, mafia is a very emotionally taxing game, or it can be, uh, which is why we're all addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, these things happen, you know, and usually town uh, explodes more than scum do in that way, or explode, that's, a, that's the wrong word to use, but they give up. Um, so, yeah, I would just try to take the town clear from people being <laughs> emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, TK in the chat joining us. So hello, TK. Uh, he says, I just want to mention that I actually did say that could someone who defends GCDEW as much as Violet actually be a wolf buddy? So good read there, TK. Uh, I do need to dip out now. But yeah, that's fa that's fair. Uh, we're also nearing the end here. Uh, let's just say goodbye to uh, Aristotle first. Thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Goodbye. See you. Bye. All right, just gotta switch up the names. All right, so guys, so uh, we're we're gonna be wrapping this up within five minutes. Uh, anyone following in Twitch chat, if you have any questions uh, here as we near the end, uh, feel very free to ask them. Um, and I'm just gonna uh, gotta switch all the names very quickly. Gotta uh, round the game. <laughs> all right, and uh, yeah, all right. And I and uh, the on, the only one who doesn't have a name tag is Realm, but everyone knows Realm, Realm, the spec chat favorite for the Realm. All right, he's the one without a name. <laughs> all right, so uh, as we uh, are nearing the end here, um, I want to ask all you guys, what was your favorite moment of the game? And anyone can take it. Well, I know my favorite moment. It was not the suicide pact, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> Ace Miller's wheel. When TK suggested that Ace Miller could just throw dice, Ace Miller comes and corrects that he actually uses the wheel to determine who to lynch. <laughs> that was so much of a comedy gold. I, I don't know. I just kind of got stuck with it and I brought it up all the time and I still do. I can't help myself anymore. <laughs> I, I, I praise the wheel myself. The wheel. It's too powerful. It is. He voted Prague. It is powerful. It is powerful. <laughs> it works. We, why did we not listen? We were afraid.
What about the rest of you? Any uh, favorite moments from the game? Mine would probably have to be like the last page of leading up to Cabbage's Lynch. And that's probably my favorite moment in all of my playing Mafia because I worked so hard defending myself that day to just see uh, Chili and Aristodorf jump on the Cabbage wagon, do what it ran. Uh, I knew immediately I was going to end up Spec Chat's favorite. I did not know I was already Spec Chat's favorite at that point. <laughs> Uh, by about 2,000 posts. Uh, but that, I was just so happy. I shouted yes and threw my hands up when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chile and Soldorf had the ability to make their own decisions not burdened by the threat. And that's the, one of the most important skills you have to possess to be good at Mafia. Uh, an honorable mention in terms of favorite posts goes to Miller voting pragmatic, of course, but my favorite moment was, uh, of course, GC slipping, because I think that was the only moment where I had some sort of a genuine big impact on the game. And I also was, well, the thing is, I made a post that was kind of hinting in hindsight that I protected DK. And then GC made a post that's very assumed, uh, that would, that kind of felt like it was jumping to an assumption there, to a conclu conclusion. So I asked him, why would he assume that? And I was honestly just expecting to say that him to say that, well, you made post this and this, and I just assumed uh, that you protected him, but instead said that you got me and self-voted him, and then the game completely <laughs> went the other direction. So that was that was interesting. Very fun. Um, <laughs> I think that was the only proton thing that happened thanks to me, this game. So I'm also glad of that. I was really happy with our jokes this game. Yeah, they were good. I think my favorite part, well, all of day one, but also spec chat, because that's, that's where I was at most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, uh, feeling very vindicated when Prague was in fact scum and almost all of SpecChat had disagreed mm. uh, about that. Yes, that felt good. You know, feeling righteous about stuff. Uh, now that now that we have you here, Dizzy, um, <coughs> yeah. let me just find it. Um, Jim asks, uh, or Jay and Juliet asks, uh, Dizzy, will you marry me? Ah, I will marry <laughs> you both. <laughs> yeah. is, is that allowed in Norway? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, awesome. Uh, just playing it cool asks Realm, how long did it take you to do your vanity search? Uh, I, wo I woke up around 12, got to the computer at 12.30, accidentally posted as if the game was still going on because I didn't see the ending. Uh, realized <laughs> that my mistake joined SpecChat at around... I want to say 12.45, and uh, I finished sometime around uh, 7 to 8 p.m. <laughs> For the round! So when I, I had around 100 in there from last year's game, where I wasn't really that remarkable. And then this game I joined, and they're like, Quaz is like, you probably have the longest vanity search in champs history. <laughs> and I look at it, and it's 4,296 
post. <laughs> <sighs> that's that's we, a lot. <laughs> yeah. For the realm. realm. It was 3,000, and then they did Realm Hour, where they just made an hour. hour <laughs> an entire hour. <laughs> Uh, by the way, cat goat, uh, I'm I'm um, I'm not allowing you to say that. And TK isn't either. He's saying that's not true, cat goat, cat goat. Unless you count saving me as not in favor for town thing. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, just a part of the GC slip, so I'm just it's just kind of grandfathered in. And speaking yeah. of Jacks, um, also a shout out to Cap who actually correctly identified me and TK very early on. And the only reason we lived so long is because. Um, he was overruled in uh, scam chat, I believe, um, and a kill was made as someone else. Had Cap gotten his way, this game would look well. GC probably wouldn't slip, at least. And I think that alone would make the game look a lot, a lot different. Would make it different. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, guys, uh, several of us are Europeans. Uh, I think uh, we all are, except Realm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. We, uh, it's very late for us, uh, so we better be going to bed. I just oh. want to say uh, <laughs> thank you to uh, all of you for joining me here on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you for playing in the championship, not least. <laughs> that requires a lot more effort than just uh, appearing on the podcast, so that's very appreciated. Um, I know it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for me. I know it's a lot of fun for everyone watching. Uh, and speaking of those watching, thank you to you as well. Uh, we will be returning next Sunday with another podcast. Uh uh, looking forward to that. Um, please do follow the channel, by the way, uh, so you get notifications. So if you're, especially if you're a Twitch user, uh, when I pop up, you will see it. And I'm just going to be, besides these podcasts, I can re reveal now. I don't think I've said this on a podcast, but I do plan on continuing these podcasts after the Mafia Championship. Won't necessarily be on a weekly basis, but it will be when I feel like there are interesting subjects to bring up and interesting guests to have on. Uh, I also do hope to get uh, Dimitri Davidov on uh, at some point. I did bring him on for um, uh, a thing about the universe already, so hopefully he's open to also appearing on the podcast. That would be very awesome. So uh, now we can have people volunteering to be on that podcast with uh, the man himself. The man. The, this is the man who created Mafia, by the way, to those who don't know. Uh, Dimitri Davidov. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining me. Um, thank you for watching and uh, good night. <laughs>